Hello and welcome to Super Movie Ball, a podcast that loves you back. That's not the catchphrase, that's just me talking stuff. My name is Mac, and I just love talking about movies, and I'm here with my good friend... Peter, hey, I'm here as well. Alright, and we're just going to be talking about all kinds of random stuff. Hopefully you listen to our Zero episode that kind of gives you the philosophy of the show, and what we have to say. Bear with us, but we're going to have a good time, and I hope you guys have a good time too. Peter, how have you been doing? Been doing well, yeah. Good. Yeah. Watched anything new recently? Anything? Uh, what have I been watching recently? Actually, what did I watch? I loaded something up. Oh, I've been watching a show called Red Dwarf. Yeah. It's a British science fiction show. If you've never seen it or heard of it, it's kind of like a live action version of Futurama. Futurama's a little better, but uh, it's a fun show. It was on in the 80s, 90s. It went away. Now it's back. Yeah. Um, that's pretty good. Um, yeah, no, I like that one too. I, I watched uh, several seasons of that one. It was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's it's fun. It feels a little low budget, but it was it was fun though. Like the plot and stuff were good. Well, like most British like shows, the budget's very low. Yeah. Um. So and especially for something like a sci-fi comedy, which is it's more common now. Obviously, like one of the biggest shows on TV is Rick and Morty, but for Red Dwarf, like it just over there, their budgets are kind of smaller. Um, and it was, like I said, it's from the 80s, so it's, when you watch it, you're like, oh, this well, is... Well, after a couple episodes, you don't really care. Yeah, so but it's, just, it's, it's yeah. first and foremost, it is a comedy show. Yeah. But the interesting part about it is that, like Star Trek, like a lot of their science fiction is theoretical or actual science. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot pretty of it, interesting. You could see a lot of it happening. Then, but first and foremost, it, it, like, serves the comedic plot. Of sure. It. But anyway, yep. we don't get on a tangent. No, it's a good one. Yeah, talking about Red Dwarf, I, we could have to do a whole episode of Red Dwarf, and you just would sit silent, and I would just geek out. <laughs> what have you been watching? What have you been getting into? Uh, I started a movie the other day on Netflix. Uh, Bad Batch. Have Bad seen that? Batch. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't know much about it yet. I haven't finished it, but it's got. Um, I don't know. It's who's in got, it? Uh, that. Jason Momoa guy. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's got um, actually uh, shoot, what's his name? I'm drawing a blank now. Jim Carrey's in it actually. And uh, really, it's, yeah, it's kind of it's like a post-apocalyptic kind of thing, but it's not really. It's like somebody got kicked out of the U.S. into a wasteland. It, it's real weird. It's like Mad Max kind of style. So it it looks interesting. It's just kind of slow, so I haven't finished it yet. <laughs> so that's is it from this year? Uh, last year I think twenty sixteen. Oh yeah, so it's recent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's recent. Real recent. I didn't yep. hear anything about that. It's got Jim Carrey and Jason Momoa. Yeah, there's a few other people in it too, and I didn't like the main girl. I don't know what she's from. She's kind of younger, so okay. um, I don't remember, and I don't have any notes on this. So oh, <laughs> don't, don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, but uh, oh, that's yeah. another thing, guys. We're uh, lovers, not experts. So if we get stuff wrong. Uh, yeah, we're definitely not, <laughs> not technical people unless we've read about the stuff and found something interesting to mention, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But it's yeah. so far so good. Yeah, seems good. Okay. Seems cool. interesting. Um, so, to get into our main event. Warning. Warning. Spoiler. Alert. I am spoiler protection edict widget. Or spew for short. You have been warned about the delicious spoilers coming your way. So bask in spoiler country you have cluelessly wandered into, baby. We're talking about Nightmare Weekend. Now, I don't really hold, know a whole lot about this movie. 
Uh, I've actually never even heard of it. And as of right now, it's playing on our TV here in our recording studio. You can't see my fingers, but they're doing the air quotes thing because um, we're just in my basement. But uh, <laughs> I've never heard about it. So, Peter, give us some information about this movie, like when it was made, how it was made. And like who released it and all that good I believe jazz. it was eighty four. It was a trauma release. Uh, never really heard much about it. I kind of just randomly ran across it. Um, a company called Vinegar Syndrome that uh, buys up prints of old movies that are kind of forgotten, restores them, puts them on Blu-ray. Uh, I got this copy of it from Vinegar Syndrome and uh, watched it on a recommendation from somewhere. I don't even remember where now. Um, anyway, it's one of those, it's just like, how in the world have I never heard of this before? <laughs> like, like as a lover of bad movies and just like bizarre things, like I cannot believe I had never heard of this before. And it's just such an interesting piece, uh, just being, I mean, it was like a French director came over to Florida and they had written the script in French and English and it got rewritten like two or three times or something and then they all showed up to record it and they said they knew it was going to be terrible i guess <laughs> and they just went ahead and went with it because everybody's there and i guess there was just tons of um debauchery on set uh one of the really? producers yeah i had a daughter on set <laughs> um and it's uh yeah interesting what? um so it's a very bizarre uh yeah. It's kind of strange. So <laughs> you explained Vinegar Syndrome, the company that yep. is re-releasing all these like lesser known, maybe like cult movies or whatever, cult have a cult following. Yeah. For those who are uneducated, please explain trauma. And I will try to help you out with that too. But Oh, how to explain trauma. Yeah. Every time uh, I say it's like what's trauma? And then I'm like, oh trauma's just trauma. It's a category and a genre in and of itself. It's I mean, at at their core, I guess they're a production company. Right. Uh, they produced other people's movies and then they started making their own movies after a certain point with Lloyd Kaufman and yeah. um so I, I mean, I don't know what more you can really say. <laughs> you can't really say about it. Because but. it's like, okay, well what kind of movies? Because usually like a like if you said, okay, uh, I don't know, uh, I'm trying to think of a production company, and I, the first thing that came to my mind was Miramax, but that's a bad example, especially with everything going yeah. on the news, but it, it's, they make just about anything, right, right? and it's usually lower budget, independent, and it's usually stuff that's a little bit maybe lower brow, right. as far as like, if it's comedic, or if it's whatever, um, it's very strange, it's usually very out there, the, the guy that owns the company and runs the company, Lloyd Kaufman, is very eccentric, just to say the least. Yeah, he shows up in a lot of his movies, does intros and outros or things to the movies uh, that they did, even, what, during the 90s and stuff yeah. there. Yeah, so. that dude is a character, man. Yeah. He is, like, a total character. But, like, uh, they're, they're like nothing you've ever seen. If you've ever heard of the movie the Toxic Avenger, yeah. then... Sergeant Kabuki Man. Sergeant Kabuki Man. I think most people have heard of one of those movies. Yeah. Um, they even had a cartoon of... It was called the Toxic Crusaders, right? But um, and I used to watch that, and I was like, "How did they make a, a cartoon out of it?" It's like <laughs> it is like so crazy to me that they would make something like that. But it's just a very bizarre production um, company. I don't know if they actually produced this or if they just released it underneath the trauma name. I, you know, I, I never saw anything about that. I, I didn't find any info about that. Okay, because so I, I they know. may have re acquired the rights on it. 
and then released it. Not that it matters, because honestly, anything they released that they acquired the rights on is going to have their like flair to feel, it. Yeah, it's, it's usually independent. It's usually like counterculture. It's usually like uh, a little bit off base. I think in a good way. Yeah, I don't like all of their stuff, but some of my favorite bad movies are some of their movies. Yeah, like one yeah. of my favorite ones is called Nukem High. Yeah, and that is a absolutely. It's like a basically. I think it's a power plant has a meltdown and it's next to a high school yeah and all this weird stuff starts happening in the neighborhood and the high school it's so bizarre um but it's really fun but getting to my notes i had five pages worth of notes which i thought i didn't think i'd have <laughs> that much to say about this movie but the first thing off the top is i have i'll just read you the my top notes yep adr 70s feel to the music dialogue and sets feels foreign how many houses are there? <laughs> is there just one or two? Um, the tone of the movie is all over the place. Filmed in Ocala, Florida. So the first thing I had was ADR. It sounds like everything's ADR'd. And if you don't know what ADR is, essentially it's when like all the audio is recorded, at least the dialogue <clears throat> is recorded after the movie is done. So it always sounds like a little bit too clear. It sounds like, like it wasn't taken naturally when the scene was right made yeah, I, I wish i had an example to Just give like, somebody like dubbed over it's like yeah. exactly yeah thank you yeah. it's like dubbed over so that's what the whole at least to me that's what it sounded like what did you think about it? i was yeah. like no i know what you mean and i you know this was a vinegar syndrome release that we watched so it was the updated oh, blu-ray um I didn't so think about that. They, they fixed many things with the film from what I've heard. However, I must admit, I never watched the original, so this is the only version I've That's seen. True. It just sounds so like everything is Maybe like... they grabbed the audio track out of it, cleaned it up, and put it back on, and that's why it's that way. I honestly okay. don't know. I that could, that could be the case. That could be because... I don't yeah. think so. But yeah, I'm, trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to give it a... Oh, you're trying to, you're trying trying to give it like the, the benefit of the doubt, but I don't think it is. No, um, probably not. Sorry, we've got it all in the background, and this may be a little bit too distracting because <laughs> it is just like absolutely bonkers. But like... <laughs> You say, okay, so it's 84. When I looked it up on IMDb and Movie Database or whatever, it was saying that it was released in 1986, which could be. It could have been made and shot in they, 84. They made then. it and they reshot certain scenes in New York, I okay. believe, um, and because uh, they wanted to update some of the dialogue or something. I'm, I'm not, uh, I couldn't find anything real clear on that, but uh, yeah, so it's definitely early 80s, early mid 80s. Okay, so that's weird because we're deep into the 80s. By this point, it's like 86 by the time of its release. Everything feels like it's in the 70s. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Some of the clothes, the clothes and the hairstyles are definitely 80s. Which kind of gives it the foreign feel that you were talking exactly. about. Exactly. <laughs> like, it, it just, it feels, and not that that's a bad thing, because no, you and no. I watch all kinds of yeah. stuff. Like, I watch French films and Japanese films and Chinese and Hong Kong cinema. Um, you know, I've watched, I've watched movies from all around the world. I nothing against that at all. I'm just saying, like, it, it just, you know how when somebody comes here and they speak the language, the person just kind of has an accent. Well, this movie has an accent, so to yeah. speak. In well, that, I mean, it was French written, and then they had the Indian uh, Bachu Sen come in, if I'm saying his name right. As, oh, that's uh, his name? Yeah. As, okay. uh, anyway, he showed up. Uh, I think he was one of the producers or something. Ended up coming into it later on in the... Like before they started filming, so it's it's kind of all over the place. Is it French, Indian, American? Yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of got a weird feel to it. But like everything, like the the sets, the furniture, like especially when they get in the house, yeah, feels like the seventies. Yeah, yeah, I'm like it's that's weird, and I get it. You're making a movie; it's lower budget. You got to use what you can, you have or whatever. But yeah, everything feels foreign, especially the dialogue. 
people don't talk like real people in this right movie. they talk like i don't know in weird sentence structures and say things that i i should have written down some examples and maybe we can if we're sophisticated enough we can fit in an audio clip of this yeah uh, so you can get an idea of what the dialogue yeah, is dialogue like. is a little all over all over the place yeah, yeah. but yeah the tone's all over the place but um, the one thing I do like about this, and I, I'm a sucker for this, and I think it's because I love James Bond movies so much, is I love a cold open. Yeah, yeah. So this movie has a cold open. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to talk about the cold open? Because it's pretty important. Well, uh, I mean, this. <laughs> <laughs> You're not so sure. Well, I mean, the guys get off a plane and they get on a couple of motorcycles that like I don't know did they fly the plane there why were there motorcycles there it's you know just a little private plane thing I, no idea and they're in contact with a lady who turns out to be a <laughs> like scientist's assistant and they're supposed to go hook something up to a mainframe is all we know <laughs> yeah and what is it that box said program disk it actually says really big on it and it's and it's misspelled and isn't it's, it yeah i think it's at least british spelled i think it's got an e on the end oh, okay the okay it might it might be british yeah, like kind of the english like Spelling, that yeah and then, uh, you know, they're trying to break into this mansion or something. It's not real clear. <laughs> it looks like actually they're trying to get on the roof. And then I, and then the craziness ensues. See, so. Sorry I'm laughing so much. Everybody's like, what's so, what is he laughing? It's not even funny. Like what you're saying is not even funny. But when you're watching the movie, it's so, everything is from the start is so bizarre. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, he gets on the roof and he starts hooking this thing up. And while he's climbing up the roof, it's not clear if the guy, like, is he gay or what like with his buddy there because like he has a like one of those friendship necklaces that's like a heart broken in half and it like gets knocked off his neck and it fall you know it falls onto the ledge and he grabs it and sets it there and then it like turns into suddenly after the computer stuff starts going which is like a coleco thing starts going yeah. to protect the building the necklace like turns into a metal ball and flies into his mouth and it's just like what is going on? You're forgetting like one of the most important things. Okay. Who's operating the computer? Oh, yes. Yeah, so uh, that would be George. Yeah, tell us about uh, George. He's a, a hand puppet. He's yeah. a hand puppet. In my notes, I'm like, okay, you want to put a puppet in your movie? I'm all for that. Yeah, I love the Muppet yeah. movie. I watched Empire Strikes Back. That's a puppet. Yoda's a puppet. But it can work. You can make it work. But here's the thing. The puppet looks like it belongs on... Do you remember Pinwheel? Yeah, yeah. The I old Nickelodeon yeah, show Nickelodeon. from like the late 70s. Pinwheel, Pinwheel. <laughs> um, or Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, if you don't know what we're talking about. It looks... It's the it's worst... It's a really cheap puppet that somebody would make at their it's, house. Not... The puppet has a comb over. <laughs> yes. It's got a comb over. It's bald. The puppet... It's. It looks like an old man. It has green hair. And it's got a comb over. And its name is George. You showed me like the first... <laughs> and its name is George. You show me the first few minutes of this movie, and I'm like, okay, I'm in. I'm, I'm in. This is, looks this looks. And it just starts yelling, like, danger, danger. <laughs> yeah, danger. Well, it's scrolling on the screen, because yeah. you know, we can't see that. We have to hear him yelling for some reason. Exactly. So the puppet that operates the computer takes the necklace, turns it into like a silver ball. Somehow. Somehow. It goes in the guy's mouth. He Does he fall off, or does the ball like hit him and fall? I can't no, remember. it goes into his mouth. Yeah, it goes into his mouth. And, and it like he starts choking or something. Oh, okay. falls off and the he roof. falls off. Yeah. When he falls off the roof, his buddy comes up. He looks like he's been dead for like seven weeks. His face like melts. Yeah. His face is like, oh, I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> Why? 
What? None of it makes any sense. And the funny thing is, you're like, oh, I gotta watch this and find out more, and it never kind of makes any <laughs> more sense than that. Okay, so when what when I was taking notes for this, yeah, I didn't keep track of anybody's name because I didn't care. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So we have to. I have n- names in my notes. So the two guys that pull up on the bikes in the cold open are I just call them the two dudes on yep. bikes on motorcycles. So one of the dudes is dead. Yep. Uh, and then we have the bossy lady, which I think you know exactly who that is. Yep. Okay, so the, there's the bossy lady. Now, after that, we get the credits. Well, and the biker dude from the beginning that, that lives, he's... He lives, uh, yeah. The, and he has the other half of the necklace. Dale Midkiff. He was the dad from Pet Cemetery, just as a random oh, wow. thing. Nice fact. Yeah. Peter's from the Peter Files. <laughs> <laughs> random fact. Okay, so he's, he's the dad from that. Is he the yeah. dad from that? Yep. Okay. So we get the credits. Yep. You are a nightmare You have a hold on me You move in silence You do not speak to me You are a darkness A total mystery You are a nightmare A nightmare fantasy uh, song. We get the movie theme song It was a nightmare I'm not even going to attempt to sing it No, it's, but it's great It's great in that I mean, I think it's genuinely great because I'm like, it sets the, the tone for the movie, but then the movie doesn't follow its own tone, so. Yeah. Then it uh, goes to the aerobics class after the theme song or during the theme song. Yeah. I don't. You're right after. Yeah, yeah it's right, right after, after there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we have what I, the people I call the party girls are there yeah. in the aerobics class. And that, like, they're in, like, leg warmers and, and tights. And I was, like, it took me back to when I was a kid. And so they're, like, doing, yeah, they're, just, <laughs> they're like, exercising. And they're, like, I've already decided to do this study. Right. So the so yeah, it scientific study. Kind of the the other plot, the, I guess the main thing it revolves around yeah. is then that, that lady is a scientist's assistant. Mm-hmm. And she's apparently recruited some young girls to come to a mansion for the weekend for a part of a study and what you find out is the other girls that doesn't go the other girl that does not go her father is the main scientist who is goes and stays with him for the weekend apparently in a second house like you said it kind of gets a little muddled are there two houses i'm pretty sure there are but it's like it's kind of weird because like they're really close or something for the longest time i thought that houses were attached because they kept saying mansion yeah Yeah. and so i'm like okay they live in one yeah because there's the scientist guy (laughs) who i said looks like a discount gigolo because he's got a really terrible mustache. He does have a great 70s... And uh, he's got his yes. shirt open with a gold chain, and he's yep. got lots of chest hair. He, I mean, he could be a scientist, but like he, I'm like, he looks like a discount gigolo. It's just funny. <laughs> but and then he's got a daughter that lives there. So I think this. I thought the scientist and daughter lived in one half of the mansion, and that this study was happening on the other part of the mansion. I mean, it could be, but then all but of there's her two friends houses. were like in the pool and stuff, and I feel like it's weird that she wouldn't know her friends were there at the pool and everything. I, well, yeah, skipping I ahead, know. I don't want to skip ahead too much, but like skipping ahead, later in the movie, they go to the house where the experiments are happening, which tells me... Right, and she like ran to it or something. I don't even think it was like far. So. Well, she yeah. got in the car. She got in the that's Jeep. Right, that's right. And then went, and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, right. so they are in two different locations. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, we're like... 20 minutes in and we haven't even 
uh, we haven't even hardly talked about it. This is we're still in the beginning part of the movie. Yeah. And just to emphasize, you really don't know what's happening. Like we're no. explaining all this all after the fact. So the the party girls from the aerobics class decide to do this scientific study. So they go to the bossy woman in charge. So they cut to the bossy woman in charge. Now there's the maid and then there's the butler. Right. It says, all right, we got people coming. Get the house ready. One of the first things we hear the bossy woman say outside from the cold open is, she calls the girl a slut. You're a slut just like your mother. And I'm like, the what in the world? <laughs> yeah. And it was like said like real harsh. And I was like, what is happening? Why? Yeah, it was, there was no context for it. She there just was, says no, it suddenly and you're like, It what? wasn't like the maid was dressed, like the butler was dressed normal, but the maid was dressed nothing, all skimpy. Yeah, nothing happened. Or she was so. being like real flirtatious with the butler. But there's a, that's a decent example. And who's of some her mother? Of the, some of the awkward, yeah, but some of the awkward dialogue that you mentioned earlier. That's a decent example of a piece of it is you just get these random things that happen for no reason. <laughs> you know, it's completely non sequitur kind of. It's just out of left field. So then, um, the girl who I called roller skate girl, even though she's only in roller skates on one. Right. So the daughter on, gets her roller skates on, skates down the like a road, like a highway. Yep. To I said bar slash arcade because no one. It's a barcade. It's a barcade, which is a thing because I don't know if you guys know we're from Ohio. There are things called barcades where you can go in, and for free you can play the games for free. You just they want you to buy it a drink or something, like a, like a beer right, or something. Right. At the, at the drink. So there's kind of a cool thing to do that. So I get what this is, and this is the 80s. This is the height of arcades. But, like, there's stuff in there, and, and bars back in the day did have arcade machines here yeah. and there. But they've got pool tables and stuff like that. Well, they come in, but there's, like, no drinking because everybody's drinking 7-Up. I don't know if you noticed that. Well, there's that, and at one point the bartender <clears> – <throat> so – all right – Back up real quick. Those girls yeah, are going was, to, yeah, the, to the yeah. mansion. They get picked up by this this uh, limo driver, right? And that was hired, and he's drinking the whole time. Apparently, an alcoholic. But he gets to the bar, like like you're talking about here. And for some reason, the bartender makes goes out of his way to say really loud, "You know, we don't serve hard liquor here." And then oh, you're the chauffeur. Yeah, and then okay, he yeah. gives the chauffeur the. Like a sandwich, right? Is what kind of is, I don't know. It's a liquor sandwich, and it's like a one of those little mini liquor bottles. And the the chauffeur grabs the bread like it's almost like a sandwich, but not really, more like a flask. And he just starts drinking it like between the two pieces of bread, like nobody's gonna notice that he's drinking something because everybody eats sandwiches like that. Yeah, you know? everybody drinks so, their sandwich. Oh, you drink the filling, right, and just leave so the outsides awkward. of the bread. That's how I. We just ate, and yeah. we just went to Wendy's. Yeah. Uh, we're not sponsored by them. But we just went to Wendy's, and uh, I did not eat the, the bun. I just no, – the yeah, cheese I, and the hamburger. I did not drink the burger. And I just yeah. drank the meat <laughs> down, didn't chew, just like just let it like a snake slide down my gullet. It's just so bizarre. It's It makes no sense. I'm like, everybody knows your drink. What are you yeah. doing? And where did you get the two pieces of bread? Last time I... No one else was eating in there that I saw. Right. There's a couple tables, so I guess they could serve food. Or, <laughs> this yeah. movie is bananas. Just, there's just stuff that... That's just an example. We, we don't have to go piece by piece, but as an example of just some of the stuff that makes no sense. Okay. So just, but somebody thought it was a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Everybody thought... Somebody was like, yeah, that's clever. That's funny. Isn't that funny? That Isn't that funny? <laughs> and I'm like, no, that's that's not... It's weird. It's it's, it's, it's... it's We get it. He's trying to sneak it. But could I mean you know there's a there's always like a better way to do that and off the top of my head I can't think of a better way to, for him to sneak alcohol like that. Well, I mean, just give him a, a coke that's a rum and coke. I mean, there you go. You know, <laughs> there you go. Why weren't you on set that day? 
So it makes too much sense. We wouldn't know what's going on. We're at this bar. It's a pretty normal bar. Nothing's really weird about the bar aside from that. Yeah. What else you have in your? Yeah. Notes? Yeah. So, so the surviving dude is messing with his bike, and for some reason, the opening shot on the surviving dude from from the cold open, the motorcycle dude, he's got hit that his other half of the necklace. Right, and he's right. trying to like put it. Next to the Suzuki motorcycle. Yeah, he's like holding it against his gas tank logo. Like I don't. I'm like, what? Are I you? Yeah, no. I didn't understand what that meant. Like, I think it's just him remembering, but it was just a really awkward way that they. Yeah, but he's like it. holding it up like he was gonna. Like, yeah, I'm gonna glue it here or something. Like, I'm gonna hot glue it next to him on my bike. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he didn't have a hot <laughs> glue gun, but I'm like, what? What's the point of you trying? Because he was like trying to see, like, yeah, that looks pretty good. Yeah. There's I no dialogue. There's no nothing. All they had to do for that shot was show the guy holding it, and then it just have it. He's leaned over because right. he's working on his bike. Just, just show it dangling. Just show the necklace dangling. Yeah. Oh, we get it. This is the guy from the opening. Yeah. That's all we needed. Yeah. But they had to like have him hold it. It's just all awkwardly, like nobody would do. Yeah. Like no one it's, would ever yeah. do. It was. It's so bizarre. So we get the the dude <clears throat> on the motorcycle. <laughs> I have on here. Didn't his friend die at the house and not on the road? Because don't they do a flashback or something like that? Yeah, or I think it was just a flashback to show like him. But it was like was that him? Yeah. And, and did was, his friend save him? Is that what it was? Because I didn't get that at I, all. I think that's yeah. I, I was assuming it was how they met or something like that. Okay. Because uh, that was not explained yeah. at all. Because yeah, all it's of a just sudden, a cutscene that makes no sense and it. I, I don't know. You can have your own interpretation. Just of so it. I hope you guys are following this because this movie's bizarre. <laughs> but just to, to so you guys know what we're talking about, all of a sudden it cuts from that scene where he's working on his bike to a night scene, and there's a bunch of motorcycles, and inside the ring of motorcycles that are doing like a ring of motorcycles, like a biker gang would or whatever. There's a girl with a coffee, empty coffee can, and inside the coffee can is a bunch of money, and so all of them break the circle and she puts the coffee can to one side and they all try to pick up the coffee can while staying on their bike which seems like the lamest like bike thing I've ever seen it's probably a thing it could be a thing (laughs) I think if they made it up for the movie Uh, it could be but whoever picks up the coffee can they get it and they're celebrating and somehow he like crashes his bike or something or no he has the bike and he's and he stopped because he's like celebrating, and everybody's like, "Yeah, you grab the can and the, with the money in it, whatever. Let's go to Grandma's house." So like, <laughs> he's, they didn't say that. So they're like, somebody drives by and steals the can off the handlebars of his of his bike that he picked up with all the money in it. So he goes and chases him down, and the guy kicks him, and then the bike falls over. Yeah, it's pretty you know dramatic. It's pretty dramatic. It's pretty lame actually. It's like. I think it's sped up even. It's like they, it's like yeah. overcranked. So there's it looks a couple like, scenes. That so it looks like little rascals. So then the bike falls over, and uh, okay, so that okay that makes sense. So it's like a it's supposed to be like how they became friends or whatever. It's a totally I mean, needless flashback. Yeah. Um, so then I want to talk about the computer screen because both you guys because both of us are computer guys. For those of people who don't know, um, just for a second. So George the puppet. Yep. Is working at the computer, and, and it says compatible with mainframe on the screen. Yep. That's nonsensical. What what does that mean? So compatible. Well, with the we main end up friend. learning through the story that apparently the girl, so the girl owns George, the daughter, kind of main girl. She owns George, and her dad made George for her as like an assistant. So like, if you want to think like Siri or Google, you know, or something like from the eighties before any of that was like a thing, and so. It, he is able to interface through some magic of 80s computers with Apache, which is apparently the computer the scientist developed. 
And so George ends up using Apache to interface and, like, protect this girl. Right. It sounds like. Right. Whether, whether the dad did that on purpose is not clear or probably relevant. <sighs> but, you know, this crazy wireless technology. <laughs> um, I mean, and then at the one point, she starts playing a driving game she tells george to call up a driving yeah, game where just, she clearly has a coleco wheel that she's, <laughs> she's playing okay I, I purposely put that in there which is fine yeah. i guess it, but well, it's it is funny. a coleco is that what that is yeah that whole interface the whole thing is a coleco why did they uh, just make it like a texas instrument or like amiga or <laughs> I don't, uh i don't know and so Something she starts else. driving and it starts commodore in real life it starts controlling the lady's car the like bad lady yeah and like it's all sped up and comical and weird and like the car's driving around <laughs> and the lady just kind of goes oh whatever once it's done and just drives away yeah but then later like she tells the scientist like oh your daughter's playing with my car or whatever like she knew about it and wasn't Concerned. So we're know. supposed to infer from that that the Apache computer that yeah. George ties into from we're just gonna call it the ColecoVision from the ColecoVision is powerful enough to take control of things and manipulate things. Yeah. You you but you don't get that right away. But you have no idea why it's happening. You have no idea they why don't it's explain happening. It. You you get that it's he's taking control of it because she's playing the Coleco racing game with the wheel. Yep. And it's like, oh, no, the car's out of control, blah, blah, blah. So we kind of get it, but they just, again, they're, they're, they're making no leaps in logic. Yeah. Where I'm like, what? what? And sidebar on Coleco. I don't know if you knew this. Uh, Coleco stands for uh, Connecticut Leather Company. I don't know if you ever knew I that. I did not know that. I was watching something about 80s computer <laughs> okay. things or computer games or whatever. And it was talking about like Atari and Commodore and all that stuff. But Coleco stands for <laughs> Connecticut Leather Company. Never heard that. And, and if you don't know what Coleco is, it's an old school, uh, late 70s, early 80s video game company that sprung up when Atari got big success. And they were like the number two competitor for Atari for the right, longest time. Right. It's just funny to me that it's the Connecticut Leather Company that's this. Yeah, so. I had no idea. Yes. Anyway. Totally off, <laughs> but I just thought I'd throw that in there as a little stupid piece of knowledge that I have stuck in my head. So the girls are picked up at the bar, or they're uh, somehow the I think it's their houses because the one girl's mom runs sandwiches out to her. That's in the car. right, and That's that right. girl, by the way, that blonde girl, okay, uh, she the party girl, one of the party girls. Yeah, she was from uh, I guess her Andrea Thompson was her name. Okay. She was in like NYPD Blue, Babylon Five. Oh, cool. Jag. Uh, oh, she you was know what? 24. That's where I know her from. Is Babylon Five? Yeah, and she's actually from Dayton, Ohio. No way. Um, so kind of weird, but I guess she became a news anchor. I want to say ABC or something. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. That is Shortly funny. After all of this, but that's anyway. weird. Anyway, that's just random. That's interesting. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, what were you doing? I was making B movies. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> Down Down and now I'm, I'm going to be a journalist, whatever. So that's. Uh, that's really funny. So they, yeah, they pick up the girls, and to note, the party girls, I believe there's a brunette, a redhead, and a blonde. Correct. Okay, so that makes it easy to tell, because I was... The girl I'm talking about with the blonde. Was the blonde, so yeah. those are the party girls. Yeah. Um, so the party girls are picked up by the chauffeur that drinks out of a sandwich. Yep. So the, the sandwich-drinking <laughs> chauffeur um, goes to the bar. Now, why do they go to the bar? Is he... Does he have to get gas or something like that? Or they want to stop? She's eating, and she's like, hey, sandwiches are terrible. Yep. So I guess the bar does have food. Yeah. Because I just said they didn't have food. So she's going to go get a sandwich drink, uh, by which I mean she's going to drink <laughs> out of a sandwich, um, at the bar. So they when they stop at the bar, they run into who I like to call Creepo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's the guy with the mustache. Yeah. And shirt uh, wide open. And he's a rich guy. 
I guess. Yeah, because later in the movie, towards the end, uh, he says he just bought the bar. And there's a guy outside that just kind of says in the background, his dad buys him everything he owns. He's within earshot. He's like five feet away. <laughs> That's so weird. And isn't it his friend? Uh, it, I, I don't know. The guy was friend, acting like everybody was his friend. I'll say we forgot to mention in the opening scene with the bar, yeah. there's a guy with a Walkman and he's dancing everywhere, man. He is getting down. Yeah. He's got, he keeps hey guys, these things on. I got headphones on, baby. Yeah. And he doesn't take them off. Walkman. So yeah. I think... It's definitely that guy's friend. Okay. The creepo guy that yeah. we're talking about. Yeah. So they go to the bar. So the creepo is into some of the girls. Yep. Uh, or at least one of them. So he tells us, he whispers something to his buddy who's a headphones guy. So headphones guy goes out there and is dancing. And he's dancing the whole time. And he's got his Walkman tucked in the front yep. of his pants. Goes out to the parking lot. Yep. For some, because that's apparently it didn't come with a belt clip right, in 1986. Right. No. So, or he broke it, you know. Or he broke it, yeah. or he lost or whatever. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. He's got it tucked in the front of his pants. <laughs> he's got, he's putting, an, is it a knife or a nail? And yeah. he's slashing the tires. Yeah. Doesn't matter what he's doing with He's slashing the tires. And at first I'm like, what's happening? So then the driver's like, we got to go because I got to drop you off at the mansion for you guys' experiment. So they all get in the car. Of course, they don't get too far. The tire flattens. Cut to the next scene. Uh, the Walkman guy is on his bike. Apparently he has a motorcycle. One of the more bizarre scenes. And he's like dancing next to his motorcycle just by himself. That dude next is having a such a good time. Yeah. Next to a tree. The two girls are, I think it's the blonde one. And the redhead are on a blanket, having sort of like a picnic, like a picnic yeah, sort of off to the side. Yeah. Inside the limousine, yep, it's really more of a town car or whatever. But yeah. in inside the limousine, we're just gonna call it a limo. The creepo and the brunette are just like making out. Yep, just kind of going at it while the poor chauffeur is attempting to change the tire. The window's open, and and they're yeah. like they're like rolling around and all over each other. And, and his, his buddy with the headphones is like, like giving him like thumbs up, thumbs up, like yeah, yeah buddy, we did like it. Just dancing, we sabotaged the, the situation. And of course, it's like it's it's <sighs> it's it's such a bizarre situation that they make look totally normal somehow. Again, I'm just like, what? Like, is this something that comes up for them in their regular happening? <laughs> and they're just everybody's just chilling in the middle of the field like this is completely normal. Like, yeah, they're just like yeah, whatever. And. Uh, so just another example of a oh my goodness just weird scene. So we cut to that, and I at my notes it says this movie's twenty three minutes in. So just imagine, <laughs> I'm twenty three minutes in, and all this is just has happened. So the scientist is talking to the bossy woman, and so the essentially this is where we get explained to what Apache yeah a little bit is. of the plot. And everything. So Apache is this computer, and there's a dog in a cage. And there's the dog's bolts. Clearly, it's like a red dog dish. Yep. And he goes, watch this. And so he <laughs> does the dials and makes the whirring, whizzing noises happen. On Apache, apparently. On Apache. The computer. And the ball transforms into one of those silver balls. Yep. Somehow. But no, not the ball. The bowl. The bowl. I said, right. I'm sorry. The bowl oh. transfers into one of those, transforms into one of those silver balls. Just like we saw from the beginning that went in the buddy's mouth and yeah. melted his head. So then the ball flies into the cage and then into the dog's mouth. After an awkward cut, it, we assume it went in its mouth. Yeah, because <laughs> obviously it's easy for somebody to tell, hey, open your mouth, but it's a dog. So it goes in the dog's mouth. But essentially what it is, it's like, okay, why is 
first off, why are things transforming into these silver balls? That they don't really tell you. Yeah, that <laughs> they don't really tell you. And then, um, what's the point of this? The point is it's supposed to change their behavior. Right. And what he has been doing is he's been doing it, testing it on animals. He's been, he's a scientist and he has like 112 patents or something like that. I think he mentioned that. Like he's supposed to be this like genius. You're supposed to infer all this stuff. And he's been doing these experiments that are completely sanctioned. They're above board. And he's like, I don't want to test on humans. It's not to that stage yet. He's like, I don't want to take any risks. He's like, I want to do this. So he's very responsible. But he has had the go-ahead to test it on animals, and it's been very successful. And supposedly, like he's been testing it on dogs and cats, and supposedly it's supposed to change their behavior. Right. Makes like them uninhibited and not scared of things. Or not something. scared of things, or if they're aggressive, yeah. it's supposed to make them calm and like so they can be you know nice and docile or whatever and normal. But like that's n- not really explained very it's well. It's not explained, yeah. It's You, you I mean, get it by the end of the movie, yeah. but like I it's, forget what point they actually kind of say it, but it's... Yeah, and uh, what also happens is it, you have to have somebody's object that they own. Right. Which, to me, I don't know, Peter, it sounds like magic. It's like... Well, but it's they, like they, it's they, like give me a lock of your hair yeah. and a little bit of your blood, and I will take this, and you'll be a better person. You won't have these anger issues anymore. Well, like, the lady sends like one of the guys to go take stuff from the girls that are staying at the house because they apparently, like Max said, they need to have something of theirs. But that makes no sense to the rest of the movie because other points in time they're just changing things. Yeah, and it's. I don't know if that's why the people's faces melted because they didn't have something that was of theirs and it was just random things. Well, maybe? the one guy's face I melted. The one guy's face melted, and uh, he, it was his lock. It was his. Um, it was, but they didn't have something or lock it. from him first, and then this guy that there's another motorcycle guy that tries to you know have his way with one of the girls, and George saves her. And he, he, what, explodes or something when they run away. And it's I, it's just bizarre. Don't skip ahead, Peter, because I'm on page two. We got three more pages of this crap to get through. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so moving on quickly. I'm just going to move on quickly. You stop me when you want to say something. Yep, you're good. So um, because we are right now, we're at the 40-minute mark, and we've not even gotten halfway <laughs> through this movie. So a lot of stuff happens right after the dog um, – swallows the silver correction you know emotional correction ball or whatever it is he's like there we go cut to the bar scene where the daughter is at she's roller skated there and uh for some reason there's a we'll call him the biker guy he is different from motorcycle dude yes so the biker guy is there and i won't even talk about him except for he comes into play later so he's playing the pinball machine Right. Then a woman who's there at the bar, who's making faces, comes up to the pinball machine guy, and they're like, just, they're like grinding on each other. Yeah. While he's, he's still playing the pinball machine, but she like gets in front of him as he's playing the pinball machine. Yep. And if you don't know anything about pinball machines, like... You kind of have to see it. You kind of, (laughs) well, you have to see it, but part of it is like, you're supposed to bump it. Like, if you talk to real pinball like people yeah. you're supposed to bump it and nudge it that's why it has the tilt features if you do it too much yeah. then you, you're basically cheating the game but you you part of the pinball is like you're supposed to hit the machine yeah, to nudge it. and get it to nudge it and get the ball where you want it to go but you can't do it too much so it has a sensitivity thing so part of pinball is that 
you are you can bump it and knock it and that's also part of the game so it makes sense that okay she gets in there and it's supposed to be like you know she's sort of helping him but it's also kind of sexy sort of thing but it's just weird because the whole bar is watching them and she's like making eye contact yeah, with the roller skater girl yeah, staring at the, the daughter girl. yeah and like it's 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 completely <laughs> again tonally all over the map so the roller skater girl leaves but the biker guy kind of likes the roll, the daughter. I keep calling her roller skater. The daughter. The daughter leaves on her roller skates, and the biker guy kind of likes the, the daughter because she's like more innocent than the you know the um, the one woman who just jumped in front of him on the pinball machine. So he, she attaches her scarf that she pulls out from a, the back of her knee pad for some reason. For some reason, I don't know why she just didn't have it around her neck. But she pulled around off her. Then she ties it around. Motorcycle dude, who's the hero of the movie? They they yeah, tie it around. Dale Midkiff. That guy. It has a yeah. He has a it has an initial on it, and um, when she ties it around the handlebar, there's like weird music that plays. It sounds like an old school like music box with the ballerina. You know what yeah, I mean? It's yeah, like dee 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 dee, and I'm like, where did that music come from? Because the whole movie music is like 80s synth music. Right, right. And it's then we get this like tinny. It's really out of place. So, then she goes home and has the all-important discussion about <laughs> about oh, with George, with George, yeah, the puppet having this weird feeling. Yeah, more data needed. <laughs> more data needed. <laughs> She's talking to the puppet, who I'm assuming the puppet. It's not really. It's basically a robot. The yeah. puppet is. It's like talking to to you know Alexa like data from Star Trek or something yeah, like kind that. of like it's yeah. a, it's an artificial life form. Yeah. Why they didn't have somebody like painted, so it was like a robot that assisted her. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that would make more computer. sense. <laughs> or just talk to the computer. Yeah, I don't understand why there had to be a puppet. So the puppet is sort of like the interface for her her computer, not Apache. Apache's a different computer. Sure. So for so for, yeah for the ColecoVision. Yeah. So George, she's asking, it's like, oh George, I don't know what I'm feeling. Yeah. I feel hungry. I feel cold. I feel hot. I but feel. But I'm not sick. But I'm not sick. I feel. <laughs> A joy, but says she's like I want to laugh, I want to cry. So basically, she's trying to describe all the as- aspects of love and infatuation and all this other stuff to a computer. Yeah, because she's never been in love before, and she's what probably in her early twenties. Oh, at least, <laughs> at least, like it wasn't even one of these things where oh, you look at her and you're like, oh, she she could be like a teen, she could be like seventeen or eighteen. No, she's like twenty five. Yeah, if she's a day, and so. I'm like, you've never felt feelings before. I think, like, I don't know, when I was a little kid, I felt feelings like, oh, she's pretty, or I like him, you know, her, she's funny, and I like to be around her. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, you got those feelings before you even hit um, puberty or whatever. So and I was like... George announces. It was, again, it's very foreign. It's just like this weird thing where it's like, yeah. they don't understand the human... I don't even think that's foreign. Yeah, that's uh, alien. Well, and she's only met the guy like once or twice, and she's describing all of this too, which was oh, pretty yeah. bizarre. Also, yeah, she's she only just met... runs into him at the bar. She just runs into motorcycle dude at the bar, yeah. or dude with the motorcycle. Yeah. I should say. So, <clears throat> let's see. I have the notes here. Dude snooping through girl stuff is caught by one of the girls. Yeah, that was after the lady said to shocked. go. Uh, What's this again? Grab. Um, she told him to go get personal items from the girls. Oh, that's and right. So he goes into their room to try to grab things, and one of the girls is oh, showering. We totally forgot something. Dude on the motorcycle works for Bossy Lady. Right. I completely forgot he was that. The guy from the beginning that she had sent to go plug in the 
uh, program disc to the mainframe on top of the You house. probably, hopefully you were listening in the cold open, the dude on the motorcycle works for the bossy lady. So the bossy lady is like, go through the girls' stuff, that's the party girls, right? that are that arrived. Go through their stuff because just like magic, we need some, an item of somebody so that we can program the computer. I don't know why that's important, they never explain that. It doesn't really matter, it doesn't, none of it makes sense. <laughs> and so, he's in the room, snooping around, getting stuff, because they, they know they're there for an experiment, but they don't know what. Right. So they're in there, so he's in there, she comes out of the bathroom. Just with a towel on. With a, with a towel like on. Like she just showered, yeah. Yeah, she just showered. So she comes in, and he's in her stuff, and he's in her room, and she's not even shocked. Nope. She's, she's never seen him before. Quite the opposite, for some reason, and... Apparently, we find out that, you know, the the bad lady in this is watching him through cameras. <laughs> oh, and these are giant, like, VHS oh, recorders. Yeah. I have that on here. Stuck up, like, on the corner of the room, obviously. <laughs> I don't know if she's trying to be sly or what the deal I, did is. I, I just, I have this on here. And then the guy, <laughs> motorcycle guy, like, throws, like, something up over the, the camera so that she can't watch anymore. <laughs> right. And I'm like... Okay, so we don't really see what's happening, but like uh, the house, yeah, I have in there. The house is monitored by the biggest camcorders you've ever seen. Yeah, they're just full size, like you would buy like for your home in the '80s, just VHS recorders. And it's worthy to note that the <laughs> we're back at the bar, and the driver's drinking his sandwich again. Yep, uh, but that doesn't that. last long. It doesn't even. <laughs> so we get to spend a little bit of time with headphone guy and creepo. Um, so. I have in here, because there's sort of a lull, it says, so personal items are transformed? How? Like, it doesn't, so that's a question I had in here, but I later answer, answer that as the movie wins on. So, uh, for some reason, we're in the kitchen with the, the butler and the maid. The maid sees a spider. Do right. we even see the spider? I don't even think we see the spider. But she sees a spider, she gets freaked out. The butler kills the spider. And, and just leaves it on the plate with the food. Yeah, with the food. But, it, but anyway, the spiders. <laughs> so, so the spider. So that establishes that the maid is scared of spiders. <laughs> and then, because later on, <laughs> the lady drops a giant tarantula in there, and after giving that girl, the maid, yeah, she gets one of those giant balls that flies in her mouth <laughs> to make her uninhibited. Yeah, the and ball. then she's sitting around playing with the giant tarantula. She kisses it. Yeah, she's kissing it because she's not scared of it. Because she's not scared of it anymore. And to be okay, so I think the one that was killed in the kitchen earlier in the movie is fake, but that tarantula is real. Yeah. Now, granted, tarantulas are not, as far as I know, they don't have any venom in them, so it's not. I don't think they're dangerous in that sense or whatever. I think they mostly... Hunt. Well, they kind of established it was a pet one because she pulled it out of a cage, dropped it on the Did counter. She? Yeah, she dropped but it But I don't think tarantulas are dangerous in that way, are they? I, th- I know they can bite you. Can they kill you? Though? Yeah, they do venom. Do they have venom? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I could be wrong. I always <laughs> thought they didn't have venom. But anyway, she's kissing this thing. Like, yeah. full on, like, right. with her mouth. Yeah. It's a real live tarantula. It's so bizarre. But also, in earlier in that kitchen scene, when he kills the spider... She tries, or he tries some moves on her. He's like, hey, baby, I just killed that spider. I'm a, I'm a real manly man. <laughs> and she just, like, rejects him. Yep. Which is worthy to know because that comes into play later. So the daughter asks the puppet about what to wear and what color it should be and how to meet her boyfriend that rides on the bike. Yes. Dude so, on the motorcycle. So you know, what's the best way to run into him? 
and he starts calculating things. I can't remember what was on the screen. It doesn't matter. <laughs> one of them was like a restaurant. Oh no, one of a okay. bar. One of was a bar. One yeah. of them was a disco. Yeah. And one of them was hitchhiking. Yeah, hitchhiking. What? That's what he's suggesting to what? this young girl to go pick up a guy, and she suddenly. When she hears that, hitchhiking, that's it, or something. And she well, just brings up. That's the best idea in the Bar world. Bar is like 33%. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, like 66%. Uh, uh, disco was yeah. the second one. Disco's like 55%. Right. Hitchhiking was like 12%. It was like the lowest thing on there. And she's like, hitchhiking, that's the ticket. Yeah, and she gets all dressed up and then just goes walking down the road. Okay, so 1986. It it's still dangerous to hitchhike in 1986, guys. So if you ever go back in time, don't hitchhike. <laughs> It's still just as dangerous as 2017. But in keeping with the movie, it works. Oh, no, it doesn't. Sort of. <laughs> well, she does run into the guy. <laughs> well, okay, so we say that. It's the lowest percentage according to the ColecoVision computer. We're like, this is a bad idea. You, better ta you have a better chance going to the bar or the disco because guess what? You met him at the bar. Right. So why don't you go back to there. the bar? But, of course, she meets him on the road hitchhiking. But she actually doesn't meet him on the road. She, we, she doesn't, she doesn't. But we're getting to that. So the bossy woman has a tape of evidence that she wants to give to a university. Is that right? Because I'm fuzzy on that so, one. Sure. Something. But <laughs> the motorcycle guy needs to go deliver. And it needs to yeah, be in California by the next day or whatever. Okay. So she takes this videotape and it's an evidence from all the footage that they have inside the house. And uh, the dude puts it down his shirt. Because he doesn't have a bag or anything. Right. So dude on a motorcycle who works for the bossy lady puts it down his shirt. So he's off to take this this tape to the university for the lady because she's double-crossing the scientist because the scientist is like, don't test it on people, but she's totally testing too on long. people. Well, because she had a conversation with some guy in the shadows earlier that's telling yeah. her to move forward with the experiments. But anyway, that doesn't even I, matter. It doesn't matter. I don't... <laughs> so um, the girl's hitchhiking. The Apache alarm goes off. Yeah. When, when the girl's attacked. Anytime the girl, the, I should say the daughter, anytime the daughter is in danger, the uh, Apache alarm goes off and goes, danger, danger. Well, it's George that goes off and then he interfaces with Apache. Is that and what it, it is? He runs but see, Apache lights up too, though, because they show both of them. Right, because he activates it, I think. Yeah. And then it's he starts to run a program like Protect Jessica. Is okay. the name of the program. But, okay, so this is the funny part. No, I, it is Apache because I wrote down in my notes that daughter is attacked, alarm goes off, scientist is working on Apache, ignores the alarm. Okay. So it goes. So I'm sure it's. I'm sure George is interfacing with Apache. Sure, sure. But I purposely wrote down okay. that the scientist father ignored the danger alarm that that was going. That's off. right. He did. You're he right. totally You're ignores right. it, and I was like. Uh, that alarm only goes off for one reason. I mean, I'm sure it goes off for several reasons in the world of the movie, but in this movie, it has only gone off when something is like about like to happen, about to happen like dangerous, like somebody's <laughs> coming into the house or yeah. uh, the daughter's in danger. Yeah. So the dude in the motorcycle who's driving with the tape down a shirt, and he just has a polo shirt on. He has a videotape cassette with no cover on it down his shirt. We can't make this up. This is the most bizarre thing ever. So he's driving down. The, the girl, the daughter, is attacked by the biker guy from the bar earlier yeah, that was on the pinball machine. He's using the pinball. Yep. So he is trying to attack her. He is attacking her. An awkward fight scene ensues. I have no idea. She tries to run away from him from the road. Right. 
She runs into some trees, which is smart, but there's not enough of them. And he just drives his bike around He's the trees. He's following her on his motorcycle. Yeah. Well, it would be like if... Okay, so there's trees over there. Well, that's smart. Get off the road, I guess. Because it's not a well-traveled road. Right. There's no cars anywhere in sight. So, I guess run away from him on foot. And if he's going to be on his bike, go into the trees. Because it's hard to navigate a bike through trees. But there's not that many trees. No, it's and a, it, there's like a clearing. It's, it's like a park. It's not, yeah. it's not a forest. Yeah, they're like spaced out with like five <laughs> feet in between them yeah. at the bare minimum. So, somehow, a dude on the motorcycle, which is different from the biker, finds him. An awkward fight scene ensues. I want to describe this fight scene, and I know we're going into a lot of detail about this movie, but everything is so bizarre that I can't... I don't want to talk about this movie again. I want to be done with it. So, in the fight scene, they're scuffling about... He, The biker has a knife, but dude comes up from behind him and, and takes the knife and sort of, like, uh, has it by his hand, and then, like, the, the knife gets hit out of his hand. So... The the dude is directly behind him, like like he's come up from behind him. When they turn around and face each other, it's the most awkward thing because the dude is like a good six inches taller than the biker. <laughs> yeah. So the dude is crouched down because he just got because he was just behind him, so he like was humped over the guy, like trying with his both of his arms yeah. around him. Okay. So when he turns around, he's still in that hunched formation. And he's like doing his feet are doing this weird shuffle thing. Do you know what I'm talking about? Am I am I just No, I think I Do you remember that. this yeah. at all? Yeah, yeah. And he's like oh, the only way I can describe it is have you ever watched football practice where those guys stand and they do like the run in place, run in place and like they turn? Place. That's exactly yeah. what his feet are doing. I'm like, yeah. what are you you're fighting. You're not. Why are you running and play? It, and it's like they're grabbing it and they're grappling with each other. It's not important. You have to see it to believe it. And hopefully, maybe we can do a gif of it or something and put it on there. Yeah. On the Twitter or something like that. But it's just, it's just crazy. So Apache's going off. Something is the the biker has a watch and the watch falls off right. and the watch gets turned into a silver ball. Yep. They're miles away yep. from wherever Apache is. So the Apache turns into a silver ball. The ball goes in the biker's mouth. Yep, the bad guy. Yep. The bad guy goes in his mouth, and he starts, like, getting hot, and there's, like, smoke coming off of him. So he runs into the nearby pond. Right. And then explodes. His, his head kind of explodes and melts. Yeah, it's very confusing. It's, it's real confusing, because he melts and then explodes. You don't really get a good look at it, because he's, like, he... He's running, and then he gets in the pond, and he's sort of melting, or it could be a bad effect on the dummy. I can't tell. And then they pan away, you know, pan back, and then there's, like, a huge explosion in the water, and the guy explodes. It's so crazy. The girl's shirt during the attack was torn, so he says, okay, you can wear my shirt. So she puts on his shirt. He's riding with no shirt on. So they go, and he's like, I got to go deliver this tape. I don't know where the tape is because he took a shirt off and he had the tape. Right, yeah. So he said, I gotta go deliver. I gotta deliver the tape. So they're acting like they're on a date. Yeah. Like she just got attacked. Yeah. And almost like violated. Yeah. No need to get the police involved. Yeah. No. No work. Well, she's not scared. She's not nervous. She's yeah. not um, just like he's not consoling her. They get to the gas station. You know, he's like, I gotta go do this. They're acting like they're on a picnic. I. I it's crazy. Yeah. So then, she he the. Dude on the motorcycle who saved her takes her home or to the place where the bossy woman is. They have a fight. Apparently, we discover that the bossy woman and the, the father have a thing going on. 
yeah it sounds like they were involved at some point which again doesn't really matter but it, it just they bring up all these bizarre plot points that don't matter don't go anywhere and just uh, they introduce them like oh this is going to be important but then it's not yeah i don't i don't get it <laughs> so creepo and headphones guy are back at it again and they're like let's go see the party girls yep at first i have in here that the maid is killed by one of the sil- silver balls but she's not right this is where we were talked about earlier, where the tarantula comes in and she fights. She eats the the silver ball. It changes her behavior with the spiders, and she starts kissing the spider while laying on the kitchen floor. By the way, she's like fully laying on the kitchen floor. Her head is like on the floor, and the spider's on the floor too. So the headphone guy and Creepo are partying uh, with the girls. They show up. They start dancing, just you know, partying, having a good time, having drinks or whatever. So they all separate, and the headphone guy, for some reason, I don't know why, because I guess Bossy Lady is, like, too impatient or just wants more test subjects, she turns something into uh, a silver ball. Now, the silver ball is trying to find the blonde lady, but the blonde lady is with the headphone guy. Right. Okay, so I don't understand this at all. Usually, and to describe the silver ball, it, like, flies through the air to find its target. Right. Like it, it like does some sci-fi stuff, and it's just like it's just like it looks like a ball bearing, and it's flying around. I don't, I don't know if we didn't describe that at all, but it's flying around trying to get it. Well, in this case, for some reason, it's rolling around on the ground and gets caught up in her clothes, specifically yeah. her underwear that's on the floor. Yeah. Okay, so she goes in to brush her teeth. The blonde lady, the other guy's sitting on the bed, not doing anything, and for some reason, he's like he looks at her 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 underwear, and he's like, oh underwear so he picks it up and then for some reason it flies into his mouth because i guess the ball was in the underwear right and he starts choking yeah, and then with wait, like she, the underwear hanging out of his mouth but what doesn't make sense is that she starts choking too and you see the ball in her mouth with toothpaste and a toothbrush right what's happening why why are there two when when was there two balls and why is the one ball for the that was meant for the blonde lady that guy. So that guy is essentially choking on underwear. Yeah, it's a very awkward scene. (laughs) It's the most weirdest thing. And I'm like, I have no idea what's happening. So after that, there's another ball. I don't say I think we missed a scene where there was a ball that um I think there's a series of different balls that went out throughout the mansion or whatever. Because this ball is just sitting into balls of ice. Like there's like a tray of balls of ice, like just for your drink or whatever. And so the ball then, for the first time in the movie, transforms into a ball of ice. So it looks identical to the ball of ice. Right. So um, redhead party girl picks it up, puts it in her drink, yep. and she drinks it. She starts losing her mind and yeah. turns into some sort like of... a zombie. Sort of. Yeah. I don't even know what to call... Well, she's like... Like, nothing's happening to her except for her... She gets, like, dark circles under her eyes, and she's, like, acting really weird and, like, spaced out. Or whatever, like the invasion of the body snatchers or something. I have no idea what's going on. So in the meantime, Creepo and Brunette Party Girl get attacked, I believe, by Redhead Party Girl? Or was it the blonde one? I can't keep track. Anyway, uh, I don't, I don't one, of, one of the party girls is like gone bonkers because of the silver balls because, you know, they weren't supposed to test it on humans, so they're going crazy. So the scientist discovers that a uh, bossy woman is planning to sell and has been double-crossing it. She wants to sell this that patchy thing to whatever university was trying to, to buy it or whatever this mysterious buyer or whatever so she gets fired by the scientist guy and immediately after she's fired like immediately he's like you're fired and he turns around and he's like i'm gonna go look at this thing over here <laughs> he like gets hit over the head <laughs> he i said it i purposely wrote down gets clunked on the head 
with a giant capacitor. It looks like a... I don't even know... If yeah. you don't know what a capacitor is, they're those round things that you've seen on electronics. They look like barrels. That's the best way I can describe like them. They're like... Six-volt battery. Yeah, they're like thing. the size of your thumbnail. Like, they are so tiny. Yeah. Okay, so... But this capacitor is like the size of like a big can of beans. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's just like it's a huge capacitor. He's clunked on the head. Um, I don't. Does he die from that? I don't. I can't. I don't. Rem- I don't I see don't, anything in my notes. I don't remember that being. It doesn't scary. matter. Yeah. So the daughter goes to the mansion. This is why, right? She goes. So I said there are two houses. So she's in her house. She goes to the mansion where the experiments are happening. Yeah. All the party girls are, and all the people are going crazy from all the silver balls that are trying to change the behavior, but turning them into like. The invasion of the body snap snatchers bring us things, whatever. So the um oh, so the brunette party girl, we see her from behind, and the the daughter is friends with the brunette girl and says, Oh, Stacy, or whatever her name is. And Stacy turns around and ha- all she's like bald. Like her scalp is completely yeah, picked clean. She's been like scalped. <laughs> she's been like combing her hair or something, and he has combed like the front half part of her head clean like so off. there's like yeah. no hair there at all which was kind of creepy actually when she turned around yeah yeah i thought that was a little creepy i was like oh man that's that's really messed up uh so she looks <laughs> completely dazed and then for some reason uh she also has green slime <laughs> oozing from her eyes and mouth right but she like like her flesh isn't like decayed or anything like that it's just we've never seen that before on anybody else. It's like the effects on everybody are different. They're I different. Guess, I, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I suppose that's what they're trying so, to do. <laughs> so the scientist – oh, so he's still alive. And so, so I can't – I get so into this movie I forget what happens until I look at my nose. So the scientist turns off Apache. Right. Okay. Uh, because Apache's like, danger, danger, or whatever. So he turns off Apache so that all these experiments stops. But the problem is, again, danger's going off. He he knows that there's something happening with his daughter. So why would you turn it off when your 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 daughter's in danger? Right, when something's happening. He yeah. doesn't, he doesn't, in other words, Apache has been saved her yeah. in the past, has saved her a couple times. So why would you is turn he, it off? Isn't that what he made? Like George and everything for exactly. And, uh, I don't know. Yeah. So that gets completely turned off. She's she's being attacked. Scientist goes to the mansion, stops bossy woman, but then sort of frames him. Doesn't she frame him or saying like this was all his thing? Like I didn't do anything. I just did what he told me to do or something to that effect. Yeah. So she tries to frame him, and then so the bossy woman leaves. Is on a walkie-talkie. Yep. With dude on a motorcycle, because dude on a motorcycle has some money from the university since he gave him the tape. Right. And so he's they, back at the plane again. He's back at the plane again from the like beginning at the airport, the, and he's yeah. they're both on walkie talkies. Yeah. Which is fine. They may be in a close area. I don't care at this point. <laughs> so like, he's there's bigger problems than oh is that out of range? I don't know. Like so uh, <laughs> the so bossy woman was double crossed by the dude because he's in love with the daughter. Right. So he's gonna take the money now. So he's gonna take the money now. Oh okay. So the daughter goes to see the dude at the airport. Right. Because the father saves the daughter. The scientist father saves the daughter. Right. Um, so the dude is just there waiting for 
the daughter to come. So dude on motorcycle is waiting. So yeah, he's waiting at the plane. Apparently, he knows what how to the, fly a plane. What the bossy woman doesn't know as her on her way when she's in the car on the walkie-talkie is that one of the crazed party girls is in the car and she gets run off the road and killed by when she oh no no she arrives at the airport and then gets attacked by well, one of the party girls. Yeah, like the zombie. Yeah. yeah, and so where the dude is waiting for uh, the daughter, the great the crazed party girl after. Killing the the bossy woman gets out of the car and is now chasing the daughter and the dude. Okay, who is at the plane? Who's at the plane? They're at the airport. Yeah, the dude runs in to a hangar that has like a garage door style hangar. Right. Uh, it's basically a garage. He gets a huge wrench, and when I say a huge wrench, I mean it's it's like three feet long for protection. From the from the girl, because I think the skater girl has a knife. Not the skater girl. The the the, the party girl. The yeah, crazed she, party girl a knife. Yeah. has a knife. Yep. I think. So the dude like bludgeons. <laughs> he takes care not, of her. I, I'm not laughing at the violence. I'm laughing at the the ridiculousness that's about to happen. So he hits her over the head, and for some reason Apache is still suddenly comes back online. Online. So Apache comes back online out of nowhere. Sends out a ball. Ball's on its way to the airport, and he's he's hit the girl, but he's still trying to do it. The ball, seconds after he hits the crazed girl, the dude hits the crazed girl with the big wrench. The ball comes and hits a light switch, or what we think is a light switch, but it's actually a switch for the garage door. Yep. The garage door comes down like faster, Fast. like it's been released off the track. Right. And comes down and it just smashes him. Smashes him. I he's mean, like halfway between he's right underneath the door so he's like halfway between the door that light switch was for the door and the door comes down like, like it's a, a guillotine <laughs> yeah just like she it doesn't like cut through him but that's how fast it's moving well, down like the tracks the eyeballs out of his head oh god it's just so <laughs> it's like and this is second and it's the ball that hits the switch yeah it's just like mousetrap so the guy comes in, he gets this, and she's got the wrench, and she's got the knife. Who's got that? The ball comes in, hits the switch. So, like, the, it comes down, the ball hits the switch, the crazed girl's out, he's hit her with the wrench, yeah. that guy gets crushed by the door, daughter screams, obviously, for obvious reasons after all this has happened, Yeah. then it comes up and says, the, the end. end. And then cue the opening music and credits. So one of the things I did read about that end piece... I just want a moment of silence to let that all that sink. It is, well, to make it even more bizarre, I guess, for some people for years, uh, up until Vinegar Syndrome re-released it, I guess, that no one had seen that end scene. All that You could only hear it because it was too dark, and so they brightened it up. So in the version we watched, we could see it. But I guess for years, everybody just heard that, so nobody saw the guy get smashed by the garage door and everything else for years, so nobody knew how it ended. So it was like, a, I guess it had a little following that way where everybody <laughs> wanted to know how it ended. Wanted to know how it ended. Yeah, I so, guess it would leave you on a cliffhanger, but honestly... You just hear screaming folks, and Folks, you didn't miss anything. It, it's, it's, but it does just end. You don't know what happened. It's, uh, but then again, does it even matter? It doesn't even matter. <laughs> I'm like, so what was the point of that? Our hero's dead. Yep. Because essentially the motorcycle dude, or the dude on the motorcycle, is is the hero of the movie, I guess. It's just the daughter and her dad, her the dad. scientist left. That's it. Is actually kind of it. That's it. Um, in the credits, this is interesting to note, at least for me, the tarantula gets a tr- credit as himself. Yeah, I thought that was uh, funny. The puppet uh, gets 
credited as George. As George, which as he was in the movie. Yes. So he doesn't get himself, he gets a George. So anyway, <laughs> we're at an hour. If you guys are still listening, hopefully you haven't stopped. But that movie is bonkers. If you want to watch it, I definitely think it's worth a watch if you're into these kind of movies. What do you say, Peter? Oh, yeah, definitely. It's it's out there. It's worth a watch. I've watched it several times myself. Um, it's very interesting. And I think each time you watch it, you notice something you didn't notice before. <laughs> yeah, this movie's on Blu-ray, so it should be pretty pretty easy to get your hands on. How much was it, Peter? Uh, I, I think it was in the range of 19-something. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, not, not crazy. You're not going to break the bank if you want to buy yeah. it. Um, it's not super rare. Or might be worth having in your collection. <laughs> yeah, if you're into so. these movies. I think it's definitely worth watching. From the from the get-go in the cold opening alone, you get all the craziness up front. Right. And the craziness doesn't stop. Right. That's the one thing about watching. If anybody's like a fan of like B-movies or bad movies... Uh, that's the one thing is like oh you're always trying to find that gem you're always trying to find that hidden gem so you, you watch something you've never seen never heard of yeah. and you're sitting there and you're watching it and you're, and there's lulls there's like oh my god that was just the craziest thing I've ever seen you know and then there's like 40 minutes of like nothing happens it's right. terrible dialogue and then maybe it's bad well acting you know what I mean yeah, yeah, so then, yeah. Like, and, then it picks so this is one movie that's like great all the way through, I think. Like it keep it yeah. holds your attention. There's almost not a boring scene in it. No, the scenes are so bizarre and the acting's weird. Yeah, so even the just... scenes where there's just exposition yeah. or lack thereof. But like, <laughs> I mean, even when that's happening, it's just crazy. Uh, okay, so we're looking at this right now. So um, the bossy lady just walks in to the girl's room and just starts berating her for no reason. We forgot to mention that. I I took notes, but there's some stuff that by the end I was so tired. I was like, I can't, I can't keep track of the no- nonsense that's happening. It's definitely worth your time if you want to watch it. I can't believe this has gone this long. Hopefully, it won't yeah. be this long every time. No, but that there was planned. just so much to this one. That was <laughs> yeah. so that was Peter's recommendation. That's an awesome one to recommend, Peter. Thank you. I'm so glad that we watched that. Um, was there anything that you want to recommend to people at home um, about uh, maybe a book or a movie? Or um, we're also you know into video games or whatever or anything you're trying to, to play or graphic novel or TV show. Yeah, I mean really anything. Uh, you know, if, if you guys listen to this, you like it, you don't don't agree with our opinion or something. You know, we'd like to hear about it. You know, give us a little feedback. Um, if you've seen the movie, let us know if we were way off in your opinion yeah. or what you think of it too. That'd be great. Yeah, I yeah. I'm just gonna throw this out there. I'm probably gonna do this a few times. Uh, if you haven't watched Rick and Morty, what are you doing with your life? Go watch Rick and Morty. Um, you know, it's great. It's a great TV show. Um, I don't have any other recommendations. I think we pretty much covered everything. I, I just didn't want to miss anything because I didn't want to go back to this one. Uh, and it's not that I don't want to come back to it, but I just kind of, there's so much we want to talk about with different movies. Yeah. I wanted to make sure this got the coverage got it deserved. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I get um, you. And the, and the list keeps building every time I think about something. Um, and we kind of want to touch stuff that not a whole lot of people have touched on I'm sure somebody out there on the internet has talked about this movie of course it's it's yeah. hard to, to not do that it's like impossible but not too many people are talking about it and I think it deserves to be talked about because it is really a bizarre one so thank you for listening if you lasted this long um, hopefully you're, you're listening to it on regular speed and not .5 or double <laughs> speed you gotta listen to it on original recipe make sure you follow us on twitter we're gonna have lots of updates and lots of funny stuff hopefully up there for you um, and also, if you want to email us, that's supermovieball at gmail.com. It's the same thing on Twitter. That's where you can find us. So, like Peter said, let us know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, what 
questions you have, any suggestions you have that we want to cover, because we're going to talk about a lot of different stuff. It's mostly going to be movies, but what's going to be a lot of different stuff. So please hit it up there. Um, thank you for listening. Peter, do you have anything else? No, I appreciate the listeners, and let us know what you think, and we can adapt as we need. <laughs> <laughs> it's so kind. <laughs> All right, see you guys. Thanks. Right.